What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I truly hope that this podcast brings you lots of value. Just wanted to hop on here quick and definitely let you guys know that I did start a YouTube channel. Definitely go and give it some love. It is called Into the Event Industry on YouTube. You can definitely head over to my Instagram and get the link to that. But other than that, thank you guys so much. Enjoy this podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Miss Janae on the line with Wilson Creek Winery, and they're actually based out of um, California. Really excited to have them on the podcast today and learn more about them and the type of events and weddings that they do there at the winery. But Janae, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, um, introduce the winery, and uh, let people know how long you guys have been around for. Hi, everybody. So my name is Janae Keyes. I am the assistant director of sales and catering over at Wilson Creek Winery. Um, we're a family-owned and operated winery, vineyard, and uh, event venue in Temecula, California. Um, we've been in the business for, it's actually going to be 20 years in October. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a little backstory, I'll try to keep this short, but <laughs> the oldest son of the Wilsons, um, he's now our CEO, Bill, he happened to stumble upon this little vineyard that was for sale in Temecula one day and kind of semi-jokingly told his family that they should buy it and soon enough the entire family quit their jobs and moved out to Temecula and that's how we started so it's kind of a crazy story and it's really cool if you you follow us and listen to how they got started but they had no idea that it would be where it is today. Wow. And just by that one little joke, it's, it's pretty incredible. That's awesome. And then where are they from originally? Um, they, well, I mean, they've been all over the place, but Pasadena is where they moved from. Oh, okay. Okay. No, that's awesome. And then, um, you know, just the growth then of the winery itself, um, did it truly, I mean, just start with, you know, the little winery tours and just I mean winery in general or did I mean all those tours and everything come like later down the line what was kind of timeline off of that end yeah so everything came later uh when they originally opened we were a tent so it was just a tent Mm. tasting room so people would come in and get their tastings and you know try our wines and everything like that and that's really all it was and then people started loving us and we became famous for this almond champagne that we created and from there we just had to expand and expand so we built this whole tasting room and we ended up with a gazebo we started doing weddings and we would do the receptions actually in the tasting room and it would be you know rosemary which is our matriarch patriarch mm-hmm. it would be then behind the bar serving the wine for these people's receptions and just from there we got bigger and bigger and we've expanded to this huge winery now and um, two buildings on property we have several different event spaces, um, inside and outside. There's a restaurant on top. We're opening up another location out in Orange County. So it's it's really still expanding, and it's it's forever evolving. It's it's really incredible. Wow, that's that's insane. And then how many acres um, do they have for the winery? Oh my gosh, I want to say it's like 250. I don't even know. I should know this answer. That's okay. I, I, I don't. <laughs> That's okay. Holy cow. That sounds so cool, though. Um, so then how long have you been at the one? Are you relation to the family? I've been there four years. 
No, no, I'm not. Um, okay. I've been there four years. Okay, awesome. And then, you know, what's kind of your background in, is it off like the winery space or, you know, more so off your title, like with the events managers and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, so through events. Um, my background before this, I was working at St. Regis in Orange County, and I started there as um, as a cocktail server as I was going to college knowing that I wanted to get into events and everything. And from there, I was able to work up to the, the sales and catering side there. And my husband and I actually bought a house out here. And I was commuting, you know, over the Ortega Highway every day. It was taking me like an hour, 45 minutes one way. Oh, my God. I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So we ended up, um, or I saw that this position was open. It was um, an event sales manager at the time. And so... I decided to apply because I was, you know, born and raised here in, sure. in Marietta. And so, um, yeah, got the job. And then I was recently promoted to the position I'm at now um, in October of 2018. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Do you, by chance, follow golf at all? Like professional golf? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Do you know then, like, Ricky Fowler and have you followed his journey? Because I know he's from Marietta, I think. He's from Marietta, yeah. He went to school with my sister. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and then my grandpa is actually a, a professional golfer, and he was a CBS announcer, too. So Oh, no way. Record. Like, we're, we're very involved in the, the golf world. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, my gosh. I'd, like, fangirl, like, if I even, like... Well, obviously, Ricky wasn't who he was now, but, I mean, back then. Right. Just crazy. Yeah, like, we used to go to the driving range that he basically like learn how to golf at all the time so that's pretty cool no that's cool my background actually is all into the golf world and I played uh college golf and so did my sister so that was our so so so-called past life if you want to call that and we're not even that old (laughs) (laughs) but um that's 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 really cool then um how I mean how many like weddings and events do you guys do a year then at the winery um, on average, about a hundred, mm-hmm. hundred um, weddings, and then events. Oh my gosh, probably close to three hundred total. Sure. Yeah, because I mean, just do you do like say a lot of weekday ones? Like say it's like a tasting or like little things like that, or does it really just depend? Yeah. So tastings um, are completely separate for events and everything. They can oh, okay. go into the tasting room. Just the public can go in and taste at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also do weekend tours over there, too. And then I focus mainly on private events. So we could do private tours for people. We mm. could do um, corporate events, um, social events, weddings. We've done baptism events. Mm. We've done celebration of life. We've, we've done pretty much everything. So, um, yeah, we've got a little bit of everything under our belt. Yeah, no, that's really fun, though. And then... Um... For you all, is it more so really, I mean, just all outdoors is your space and then um, people just kind of, do you, could you do multiple events like on one day at one time? Yes. We've um, done as many as actually four weddings in one day before. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we have several indoor and outdoor event spaces. Okay. We've got a little um, lower garden area with a creek where you can rent out, you know, tables and chairs down there or for some first seating in that location. Mm -hmm. We have this massive courtyard where everybody kind of just comes to to hang out, drink their wine, buy a bottle and, you know, come out and enjoy the grounds. There's Mm -hmm. live music on the weekends. Um, 
there's a large concert stage area, which we use um, sometimes for evening events or um, a wedding ceremony location. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another gazebo. Um, There's actually three total gazebos um, in the courtyard itself. Holy cow. Um, And then a little space in the vineyard called Vineyard Row. There's another, actually, two ceremony locations that are deep into our vines. And then for indoor locations, we've got um, this place called our upper room, which is where our wine club members um, kind of hang out in during the day. So it's like a wine club members lounge by day, and then we flip it for events at night. And then we've got a barrel room, which is an active barrel room, but we could actually host events in there too. And then we have a smaller event space um, upstairs, usually for social events um, or small corporate events. And then we have our large grand champagne ballroom. So there's a little bit of everything. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, then when when were the – I know you had said, um, you know, starting off everything was pretty much just in a tent – everything like that. When did they really dive deep into the uh, wedding and event space? They were starting that as early as 2001, I believe. Okay. Um, back when there was just one event space. So we had the White Wedding Gazebo, mm-hmm. which was moved into a different location. Um, so it was just right outside their tented um, tasting room. So they used to, to flip the tasting room and do receptions in there with the ceremony at the White Wedding Gazebo, and then as they expanded, they added more gazebos and more event space. So, yeah, they've been doing that from the start, though. Holy cow. Yeah, I'm, like, looking at your... I just found your Instagram now, but it's, like, so pretty. And just, it looks, like, just big and grand and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love yeah. all the ceremonial locations, too. It's really pretty. That's cool. Um, Wow. So that's a long... Lots of spaces to do four weddings in a day. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. <laughs> and we keep them all separate, yeah. Yeah. We probably wouldn't do four again, but sure. <laughs> I would say three max. Right, yeah. It's definitely yeah. doable. Yeah. Um, so then is that a matter of, you know, you and, you know, do you have event, like, day of managers that logistically, you know, you all sit down and kind of figure out, like timelines and all that, or is that more so off of Mm -hmm. like planner sides that come in? Or I mean, is it a combo of both at that point? Uh, Sometimes. So we actually just now are moving into requiring an outside Mm -hmm. coordinator come in. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do always have that day of person. So whoever you sign your contract with, that is actually your your venue coordinator. Okay. So you're working with that one person throughout the entire time. They're the one there for your rehearsal and your your wedding day as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's a total of three of them that do the weddings and events, and then I book anything within a 30-day period. Okay. No, that's, uh, that's just, I mean, it's volume at that point, you know, like just to be able to, I mean, accommodate that many, but then keep up with them, you know, and as you know, just gosh, events in general are tiring, honestly, (laughs) you know, um, so then for you all, um, you know, where do you see, uh, the event space, in say five years even uh well we're currently undergoing a large another large expansion okay of our property. awesome yeah um so we're, we're building on more we're adding more um 
and patio space and everything too. So we're honestly just planning on capitalizing on wow. that and, yeah. you know, bringing more midweek. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously weekends, we're, we're booked up every sure. weekend, yeah. but it's that midweek business. So mm-hmm. we're trying to find our niche and, you know, we have a special promotion out right now where you save like $50 a person for hosting your wedding on a Thursday as mm-hmm. opposed to a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we do large country concerts. Um, we partner with K-Frog. So um, we, we definitely want to bring more of those to our venue because those are always on a Thursday or a mm-hmm. Sunday usually. Mm-hmm. And so just, yeah, bringing in more of those because those are absolutely amazing. I mean, you have these big name people like Trace Atkins, Jennifer Nettles, mm-hmm. and everybody playing at this small venue. So sure. that's always fun. And we definitely want to get more of those too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so then, you know, briefly, you're probably like, what the heck? We haven't even touched any of the questions that I had sent over to you. (laughs) Um, but briefly chatting about, um, you know, the pandemic currently that's going on off of the venue end of things. Um, I mean, how has that affected you all as a venue? and multiple venue spaces in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely been extremely hard. <laughs> we, the events venue, I mean, where we're at in Southern California right now, we're on basically complete lockdown. Mm-hmm. There is zero events happening whatsoever. So I think um, since it happened mid-March until now, we've already either canceled or postponed mm-hmm. over 100 events. Wow. So it's it's pretty intense. Basically from, like I said, March until people are just now into like June, July are starting to cancel or postpone them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, within the year, within the year of like their event date. So luckily we're we're able to hang on to most of them, but some of them were, you know, like birthday parties or or things Mm -hmm. like that that they can't really postpone a few months down the the line. So that's definitely hurting us a lot. Like we've gone to zero revenue you know in events but right. luckily we do have the tasting room and we do have the restaurants and, sure. Sure. i mean you could still buy our wines in the stores and everything i think we're in 40 states okay um, awesome. yeah. so yeah so we at least have those keeping us afloat plus all of our amazing wine club members sure. so sure. at least we still have some revenue for the business coming in right well and that right there is i mean just the importance of diversification you know and being able mm-hmm. to adapt and you know maneuver and a lot of people I have chatted with you know are really just saying like going back to where they started you know and just the simple you know like tastings and buying the wine that's it you know because that's all we can do at this point so um, right it's it's crazy honestly um Mm -hmm. so then what is your favorite part of your position and what you do at the winery my favorite part of just being at the winery is the family feel and vibe around the whole place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I came from somewhere that was, I loved it, but it was very corporate. It was very structured. It sure. wasn't, I mean, we had a thousand employees. That's my last Holy place. Yeah. And so it, it was large. It was very different than where I'm at now. So just, I mean, like our entire staff lives and breathes hospitality. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just extremely welcoming and, you know, so friendly to everybody that steps off or foot on our property. And 
honestly, I think it all stemmed from Rosie and Jerry, which, again, they're the matriarch and patriarch of the um, family, and they live on property. So they oh. literally live in the vines, maybe 30 feet away from wow. the courtyard. So it's really cool. That's one of my favorite parts, too, is they've got golden retrievers. So they're constantly, they're, they're on property every single day. And they're just walking around with their dogs, you know, roaming around everywhere. And I swear they're like celebrities because yeah. every time they're on property, there's just a line of people waiting to talk to them. Oh, my gosh. So That's awesome. It's, just, it's a really cool feeling, you know, working for a family that, you know, truly cares about their employees. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I mean, with the amount of, you know, volume that you all are doing event-wise, I mean, I'm... And then, I mean, to maintain the winery, everything. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of employees there. But, yeah, to still keep that family business at a core, you mm-hmm. know, and really say, like, yeah. we're family. This is the family business. Like, you're part of the family, you know, is is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, so then, how important are vendor relationships to you? Honestly, vendor relationships are extremely important especially if you're working you know in a a small tight-knit community um I don't know you know where you're at but in Temecula is it's such a small town and so everybody knows each other and Mm -hmm. you know relationships are everything so I think it's important to work together and you know help each other out refer business back and forth Mm -hmm. um but another thing you know even with the vendors is they all work at different, you know, places in the community as well. Mm-hmm. So they're working with your competitors. And rather than bad-mouthing your competitors, I think it's really important to also befriend them. Sure. Because, you know, if somebody calls and they say that their date isn't available, you know, instead of saying, you know, oh, well, don't go to them, it's so much better if you just tell them, you know what, hey, try these people. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And once mm-hmm. you start doing that, it's it leaves that good persona and, you know, that person's more likely to come back to you, but also that, that competitor is more likely to refer back to you too. So, you know, I think it's equally important with vendors and with, with your competitors, just everybody in that community is just, you know, work with each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And be like putting yourself in that giving, 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 giving mentality, you know, and just, Mm -hmm. and then eventually, you know, it's just karma, you know, eventually it's going to find exactly. its way back to you, exactly. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So then um, off of, I mean, the venue and say, you know, you're at your three to four wedding max. Um, do you have a winery like in the area that is similar to what you guys are kind of doing? Or do you have, you know, other venues or friends that you kind of um, refer off to? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many wineries out there. I think we're at 45 or something like that, just in Temecula, like all within, you know, 10 miles of each other. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them do weddings. Um, South Coast Winery is, you know, maybe a mile down the road, and okay. they're one of our biggest competitors. Mm-hmm. And I've got, you know, relationships with them. Mm-hmm. There's Telster Winery, which does amazing, beautiful weddings. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many places out there, and we've, 
you know, gone and visited all of them and just said, hey, you know, how are you guys doing, Mm -hmm. you know, your Mm -hmm. weddings and events here? Mm -hmm. Bounce ideas off of each Mm -hmm. other. You guys come out here and check out our space. um, But there's not one person or one venue in particular that I'll refer to. It kind of depends on the couple or the client I'm working with and to say, what are you looking for? And then I can point them in the right direction. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it really goes back to a mind mind shift like or mindset shift on that end you know like really putting yourself in that zone of it's gonna be really hard and they are my competition but we need to do this you know because you don't know when I mean I've heard so many horror stories of you know say a venue totally flooding out and then you know they have to transfer to somewhere else but Right. You know, all these, you just never know, you know, so it's better to have people in your corner than just be stuck stranded on an island, I feel like. Exactly. And, and on that note, I mean, this happened a couple of years ago now. Uh-huh. Again, our biggest competitor, with, which is South Coast, um, I had a relationship there and our linen vendor didn't come in time mm. and we had a holiday party mm. and we are completely out of red napkins and that's what they ordered. All mm. their decor was revolved around that. And I called them last minute and said, hey, I need red napkins. I think it was like 80-something people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I need them in the next, like, 30 minutes. And luckily they had them there, and I was oh. able to go and pick them up from them. And, again, if, if, if I didn't have that relationship, right. that wouldn't have happened. Right. They'd so. be like, kick rocks, bye. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just being able to, I mean, have have those people on speed dial, you know, be like, hey, I, I need this. You have it. Nope. Okay. I'm going to call the next person. Okay. You got it. Okay, great. Done. You know, but then mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, keeping the client out of it because you don't want to freak them out. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so do you have any, um, Instagram accounts that you all, you know, are kind of fangirling over or even look to for inspiration? Oh, gosh. Um, I honestly couldn't say one in particular. I think there's so many out there that we get inspiration from, but I don't work. We have a separate marketing team, and so our marketing team's like, constantly, you know, researching all these On different there, accounts, yeah. and I'm sure they can... I'm sure they can name several, but right. <laughs> me, I, I don't have, like, one specific one that, that stands out. Sure. What's um kind of been... Do you see, like, out at the winery, like, a certain color scheme or a certain vibe um, with all the weddings that you do? Or are they all pretty much different? Like, what kind of do you see currently? They're all so different, mm-hmm. um, especially out in Temecula, because everybody loves the, the wine vibe. So when they sure. come to us, it's kind of that, that country look with the wine colors mm-hmm. associated with it. So. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of like the burgundies and um, dusty rose is extremely popular. Mm-hmm. Rose gold. Um, I'm seeing more and more of like the rings and um, the flower rings. So instead of oh, having yeah. bouquets, they mm-hmm. they hold the little rings, which I love. And mm-hmm. um, the little hexagon backdrops. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, but every every wedding is so different, so different in, in yeah. their taste. Yeah. But yeah, most of them kind of revolve around the whole wine country theme. Sure. Yeah. Well. For, I mean, so I'm actually based in the Phoenix area, and we have wineries, but they're kind of up in the northern Arizona area, so 
gosh, for us, we... That's why I asked, because I was like, I legit don't even know what a wine country wedding would look like. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, It's beautiful, it really is. Yeah, no, and I mean, just, you hear Temecula, though, and you know, like, that's wine country, capital, you know, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it, um... We're finally on the map. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially with the wine lovers, I feel like you have been for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, if maybe this is between you and your team, or maybe this is you personally, um, but off the top of your head, um, could you name a situation that was, you know, definitely a learning experience for you, you know, challenge to overcome, but then, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you all got through it, and all just went on merry and happy. Um, well, the biggest, if this is kind of like a personal thing, I think the biggest challenge for me, you know, getting into this, this business was rejection. Mm. Um, I'm someone who always thrives off, you know, positivity and encouragement. Sure. And when I was in college, I, I wanted so badly to get into sales and catering, but I did not have patience for that at mm-hmm. all. Um, I didn't want to take the proper steps to get there. I just wanted somebody to take a chance on me. Right. and. Obviously, when you don't know anybody, that's kind of impossible. So I was um, I was rejected from sale, a sales and catering position three times before I finally got my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, the biggest key was to, one, stop being stubborn and <laughs> listen to the advice that, you know, my mentors were giving me by saying, you know, this is the route you need to go. Mm-hmm. And, Um, Once I finally did that and listened, I landed my first role in in catering, and that's actually what got me to Wolfen Creek, so very thankful for that. Yeah, well, and it's just, I, it kind of is a tougher industry to get your foot into the door, you know, and Mm -hmm. that little foot that you can get into the door, you know, most of the times is going to be unpaid as an internship or college credit right. or whatever it is, or okay. very nominal. Like you're like helping and assisting, not even probably assisting, probably just moving furniture, you know, but if that's your little <laughs> bit of an in, <laughs> you know, um, then that's it type of thing. But I mean, just to be able to get past that rejection for you, um, you know, did it truly just come down to you listening to your mentors or, you know, was it a whole culmination yes. <laughs> of things? Or <laughs> I mean, it was a combination. So I went to school for hospitality management. Okay. I got my bachelor's in science degree for that. Sure. But everybody, you know, this position, even if it was an entry-level position, mm-hmm. they wanted experience. Right. They wanted something other than serving, yeah. which yeah. I, at that point, had been serving for, like, eight years, sure. and I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So they just kept saying, you know, if you want to get into sales and catering, you have to work in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So I got my foot in the door at a hotel, but okay. they said not just as a server, you need to go to front desk or, you know, reservations mm-hmm. or something where you're working with other departments and you're kind of knowing, you know, the ins and outs of the hotel and you're meeting new people and... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really want, I didn't see myself working for a front desk or reservations. It's not something I wanted to do. Sure. Um, but after being rejected a few times, I'm like, all right, I'll try, try yeah, it out. Yeah. So I got a, a job in reservations and I, 
I did have fun. I did, you know, love it. But it, ultimately, it was my goal to move to sales and catering after that. And I believe like six or seven months into me working with reservations, um, I got a job with sales and catering. So they were right. I, I listened and yeah. that, that was true. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's really hard when you're just, you know, graduating from college, like, you're kind of groomed and trained to go after what you want, you know, but you just want to go straight to the top. <laughs> but it's right, like, oh, right. it doesn't work like that. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, but it's a good lesson for people that are graduating from college and trying to figure it out. And this is the reality of it, you know. And, yeah, you do have those exceptions that people really will, like, take a shot on you, you know, and just kind of see you know how you do in that position and may or may not work out you may I mean completely thrive at it but you know that's obviously at the discretion of the owner or whoever is you know hiring um exactly so then for you I mean starting off in the hotel industry and hotel side of things do you think that truly is you know like the best way to really get your foot into the door off the hospitality end of things? Honestly, yeah. I've had several, you know, friends or acquaintances that I've, you know, known over the years that have asked me, you know, they wanted to get into events and they're like, how did you do it? You know, how do I get my foot in the door? And I tell everyone the same thing. Mm -hmm. Work in a hotel, Mm -hmm. apply for front desk at a hotel and Mm -hmm. you will get there. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the biggest piece of advice because I, and that's what I learned from, um, the VP of HR over at a hotel in Palm Springs. And um, he was kind of like my mentor through this whole thing. And he was like, I'm telling you, you need to work front desk. You need to work front desk. Mm-hmm. And um, that ultimately was what got me in. So I, I truly think that that is the best way to go because front desk is an entry level position. And so you can get that without experience and then, you know, meet so many people from there and you're getting that hotel background and you can go anywhere from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what school did you go to then? Cal Poly Pomona. Oh, okay. Pretty. I think all the schools in California are just, well, I won't say all of them, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that back real quick. <laughs> um, so then for you or maybe the company in general, um, How important is it to celebrate your victories? And if you do do that, uh, what are some things that you guys do? I think it's extremely important. And if you or anyone knows me, they know how extremely competitive I am. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way to celebrate is to make a game out of it. So, you know, have your goals, have individual, but also have team goals and, you know, team goals are just so much fun because it gets the whole team working together to to work towards that goal, and it increases the morale in the office for sure. And it also boosts your self-esteem. So when you hit those goals, I mean, celebrate them because if you don't, it's just like, okay, cool, I hit it, and then you're not going to want to work towards it the next month. So I think changing it up and, you know, doing different things to, to celebrate um, I for my team I have a, a spin the wheel kind of thing and so every time they hit an individual goal I have them spin the wheel and um, you know you get a free bottle of wine or free lunch or um, you know free paid day off whatever it is we just um, we change it up every time and it's 
it's a lot of fun because it gets everyone excited to do that. And then we have the team goal too. So, um, you know, one of them was for me to chauffeur all of them around Temecula Wine Country to go wine tasting. And, oh, cool. And that was like a big team goal. And so mm-hmm. um, just little things like that, I think it's extremely important. And if you, if you want to have them continuously hit their goals, Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't do it unless you celebrate them. Sure. Well, and it's, I mean, like you had said, you know, you personally, you know, work well off of praise and it just makes it that much mm-hmm. better to come to work and to, you know, really right. realize like, oh, they appreciate me and they see me and they they see that I'm mm-hmm. doing a good job, you know, and it makes them want to work even harder, you know, so I right. think, um, I mean, and that honestly just goes back to the culture you know that um Mm -hmm. they've you all have created over there and continue to create I think um that's fun absolutely I love that um so what was your dream job when you were a kid then um let's see so when when I was in high school and like really started thinking about my career um I always thought I wanted to be like a behind the scenes running the show kind mm-hmm. of person mm-hmm. um and it's so random and weird but when I was on the volleyball team um we used to go to American Idol and we would be you know in the audience uh, sat behind the judges and everything as a part of our like they gave us tickets so sure. I was more interested and intrigued by watching all the people that were you know walking around and telling people where to sit and what to do and you know, during commercial breaks and everything, and I was like, I want to do that, like, I think that's so much fun, not the people, like, on the show, I want to be by, by, right, right, um, and so I seriously thought about that, but also when I was in volleyball, like, I always took it upon myself to be in charge of music, and make sure the snack bar was set up, and mm-hmm. all the stuff before mm-hmm. my games were on, and I, I was also um, on the board of one of our big clubs on campus where we organized like pep rallies okay. and you know, football game events and mm-hmm. things. And I thought, you know, maybe I can plan events and do these things because I'm still behind the scenes. You know, I'm not center of attention. I'm behind sure. the scenes, you know, running the show and yeah. helping people plan and execute this event. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what got me into event planning. Sure. Yeah, and it's, I mean... Just fun, though. Looking back on it now that you're like, oh, yeah, I was kind of always doing that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, that's really cool, though, that you ever got to sit in the audience of American Idol. It, just... it was. Gosh. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was like, featured on TV a couple of times. Like, Ryan Seacrest uh, actually came and put his arm around me one time. And, what? Uh, we were, like, the opening of the show. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I total fangirl moment. But yeah. the end was shorter than me so it oh no way <laughs> so there was that you're like mm, okay yeah that's I'm like, funny you were attractive at one point but right mm, but not anymore <laughs> um so you know for you well I guess I kind of already might know the answer to this question because we already maybe touched on it but um, someone who may be starting off into the industry, uh, what's one piece of advice that you would give to them? Yeah, I mean, the same thing. Just if you if you be patient and just get your foot in the door. I mean, start as a host, a, a restaurant. Um, if you want to get into hospitality or, you know, that is going to be someone that will always hire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then if you can make it into a hotel first great but I truly believe that if you wanted to get into sales and catering front desk or reservations or something within that hotel is going to get you there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely I honestly forgot kind of the question that I was going to say earlier towards the end of this podcast here, but I'll ask you a different one instead. It might be the same one. I don't know. (laughs) Um, For you in the four years that you've been at Wilson Creek Winery, what has been the either coolest or most unique event that you ever, you all have hosted? Oh gosh. So I think the, I mean, this is probably the, coolest thing that I've ever done ever mm-hmm. <laughs> um there was this bride that I got the call um from this frantic bride it was a holiday weekend and her venue actually just burnt down oh. in a fire and oh I that wasn't that wasn't the cool part it was <laughs> it was just crazy you know listening to her story and everything and I'm I'm sitting on the phone and she was actually very calm for just losing her venue but mm-hmm. She needed another location right away. So she actually had, they, they had 260 people for their wedding, and a majority of them flew in from Portugal. Oh. And so it wasn't like they can just, you know, put it off to a different time. Right, they yeah. needed to get married, and they needed to do it now. Yeah. And we weren't available um, that next day when, you know, her wedding was originally scheduled for um, but I was able to talk him into doing it that Sunday night instead. Monday was a holiday because it was over uh, Veterans Day weekend. Oh, okay. And so she was able to move everything, um, her vendors and everything, to that next day. Wow. And I was able to get um, a hold of Chef and say, hey, I'm sorry to put this on you, but is there any way to make this happen? And he got on the phone right away, started calling these people and got a rough delivery of food. So I found out like what she was having and um, she, it was like her dream to do a plate of dinner. And I didn't know if we could secure enough staff in time for that. And it was, it was so crazy thinking back on it, but we were able to get enough staff in time. Um, we were able to get a full menu in time, a full team ready for this and oh, put on God. their wedding. And it was the most incredible thing. I've ever witnessed in my life and we were actually still open to the public and uh-huh. um, when her ceremony started and so we kind of moved everybody back and out of the way we cleared the whole area right. and a lot of people knew what was going on you know word of mouth it just kind of went out everywhere sure. and everybody was just like completely dead silent nobody would say a word as soon as the bride came out everybody just started cheering like oh. stood up there was probably like I would say five, six hundred people around in the courtyard right, and right. tasting room, and everybody's just watching and like melting. Like I'm crying. Everybody. Wait, crying. that's so it cool. Was, I'm crying over here. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was truly incredible, and it's something I will truly remember for for the rest of my life. Yeah. They were so thankful, oh. so happy. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. It was just. Oh. It, it was absolutely incredible. We had our owners were there because they wanted to come out and, you know, see it happen. So we're all standing over by the bar and mm-hmm. um, while they're giving their toast and everything. And the bride and groom, you know, went up to toast and they were just saying thank you to everybody and how she had just lost her dad like a few months prior oh. in a freak accident. And 
it was just like the room was silent Mm -hmm. and everybody was just shaking and crying it was just it was crazy what they went through but they were so thankful and so appreciative of just everything it was like the best wedding I've ever seen there wow that's and then how long ago was this that was November of 2018 okay holy cow pretty recent yeah. yeah no that's amazing though and I mean just to mm-hmm. be able to accommodate her you know and just right move everyone around get everyone in like and get everyone on the mm-hmm. same page you know is right wow that's awesome um so then how can we help you um I would say just sharing our story share the, the whole story about Wilson Creek and you know just the the obstacles that the whole family faced to get to where we are today. I mean, they were living in a trailer eating nothing but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's mm-hmm. all they could afford. It just, it's such a cool, inspiring story. And one of our owners, um, he's one of the sons, so Mick Wilson actually is in the process of getting his first book published, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And it, it tells the entire story of, of Wilson Creek. So, Stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to read it. So, yeah, that's that's coming out. And, you know, just like I said, sharing the story. I love that. Um, I mean, and just to literally be at nothing, you know, and go to amazing, you know, literally. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously it's not <laughs> overnight, right. you know, but um, <laughs> that's admirable for sure and just really Mm -hmm. makes a lot of other business owners you know realize like okay I can do this we can do this let's let's go you know um so then what is one last nugget that you would want to share with the nugget crew I just want to say I mean thank you for for letting us be a part of this I think this was awesome and Honestly, I know you're out in Phoenix, but if you guys are ever in our area, yeah. um, let me know. Yeah. You call me and, you know, we'd love to have you. I know yeah. we actually have a large following of wine club members in Arizona. Okay. We do yeah. some events out there. I think in Tempe is where they normally oh, yeah. go. Yep. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean... We, we would love to have you guys. Oh, and, that's so sweet. And Thank just you. share our almond champagne with you guys yes. and our wine slushies. And yeah. Out, so. All the yummy drinks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, I. it's definitely on uh, the bucket list for sure. Not bucket list. Mm-hmm. Family trip-wise to yeah. get out to Temecula, do a wine weekend because... My sister's just a year past 21 now, and I've been 21 now for, I mean, a couple years, but we're obviously, we're both at different colleges and away from the family, you know, but now to be home, Mm -hmm. everyone's graduated, it's like, okay, now let's go take a trip, you know, so, yeah, we'll definitely, um, gosh, we'll see, I mean, have to keep you all, um, on speed dial and just let us let let you all know when we're gonna come over because yeah I'd love to come over and see everything so yeah do you I mean have one last little nugget though that you would want to leave with everyone um I mean honestly don't be afraid to follow your dreams if you if you love people I think the hospitality industry is definitely the place you want to be I mean 
it's never too late to pursue a, a career in hospitality at all. Um, you know, some of our um, wine pours at the winery, they're, you know, in their 50s or 60s. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's something you can do until you die. Mm-hmm. Like, until Literally. you retire, it's, it's amazing. I mean, my our um, owner, Jerry, just turned 90. Mm-hmm. 90. Gosh, it was 90. Yeah, 90. Um, but he he's still around, and he mm-hmm. still loves to be a part of everything. Sure. And it's just, I mean, it's never too late to get started. Um, and just don't be afraid of rejection. Don't don't let anything get in your way. If you want to do it, just do you it. Can, you can absolutely do it. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I mean, I just thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I loved learning about Wilson Creek Wine. I can't wait to see it for myself, uh, meet you in person. But um, stay safe over there in California. And um, Thank you, you, you know, as well. Hopefully... Hopefully they, you know, let you guys loose a little bit. I know we're we're a little more laxed over here, actually. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, if there's anything I can do for you all in the meantime, uh, please let me know. But um, okay. yeah, have a wonderful rest of your Thursday, and uh, we'll chat soon. So thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If it did bring you any value at all, please share it on to your friends, your family, anyone who may need to hear it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all of the places, you guys. (laughs) Miranda Madison events off of all the networks. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day.